This is Exponent Philanthropy's catalytic podcast, Conversations with Leaders at Small Foundations. Meet some of the most creative, resourceful, and risk-taking foundation people in the country. In part one of this podcast, Joey Borgonia of the Speranza Foundation in California chronicles a shift in how the foundation pursues its mission of supporting the arts. The pandemic underscored challenges artists face, and at the same time, the indispensable role they play in sustaining our culture and connecting us as human beings. The foundation shifted from supporting arts creation to the more hands-on work of building community among their artist fellows, to nurture renewal, growth, and leadership in ways personalized to the artist's needs. In designing their approach, Joey emphasized peer learning and relationship building. Joey explains the why of this shift. In part two, he shares the techniques he uses to build the peer learning community and personalize learning and technical assistance to individual artists' needs and journeys. Joey urges foundations working in any field to connect people in their network and nurture their growth as leaders and as human beings. He reflects how this role is uniquely suited to small foundations' strengths, a powerful way to leverage their resources. We get the gift of the artists being in the world, right? I mean, when the pandemic hit, I don't know what kept you afloat, but I don't know what life would have been like without music and movies and stories and poetry and and all the things that really kept us feeling not so alone in the world and you know so if we really stop and think for a minute the the value of art in our lives yeah it's it's more and more apparent like moving beyond this is no longer a luxury i think it, you know this is a critical ingredient to keeping our 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 culture alive and and connected as we can be so if we if we forget that at that time when we needed it the most um you know it takes time to create it takes it takes a lot of contemplation to um, and and a lot of courage to stay in a in a, in a committed um, life of of creation. And so I just I I will continue to wave that flag for artists because I've met them and I and I've heard and I know the challenges it takes to keep going and um, what we all benefit from those that do choose to continue to um, stay in the in the game. What we found during the pandemic, all of a sudden when um, people were really, what felt like the energy levels to show up for work. Um, it, it was hard enough to show up for oneself and one's family. And so then to show up for somebody else in your community, a neighbor or, 
uh, you know, a brother or sister in a, in a different country could seem um, so far out of reach, detached sometimes in our experience. And what we noticed was, hey, we had to really evaluate how we were operating and look at the service to the individuals that were a part of our community. And we noticed that the artists at this time were really at the forefront of, hey, we're noticing there's a deficit in empathy in our culture right now. We're noticing there's a deficit in people's um, just physical, mental energy. And that that became a real a real motivation for artists to step up, continue their work and to work even harder. And so we thought, well, how can we as an organization help the helpers in a way and keep morale and, you know, uh, lives enriched during a time of turmoil and uncertainty. And so really evaluating that the artists were the people that we wanted to invest in and that uh, because we knew that there were a lot of great organizations out there that were taking taking care of some of the more practical short-term needs and um, also recognizing the importance of, okay, hey, if we don't keep the artists engaged and energized during this time, then the we all we all lose even further in the end. And so there was a time when we decided to transition the organization from historically a private non-operating where we would give one-off grants to a private operating foundation, which allowed us to create our own programming to invest beyond a small financial grant to artists' lives, but to provide them with programming, connection, opportunities that would basically keep them fueled and um, alive in their in their careers and in their and in their work that we all felt like we all benefited from. So that became the 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 priority for the Speranza Foundation was to kind of bolster this Lincoln City Fellowship artist program that had been alive for about a little over a decade. Well it enabled us to really have a deeper personal interaction with the people that we were investing in. And so aside from, hey, here's a check in the mail, you know, see at the end of the year, or maybe we'll do a couple of check-ins or and we'll get your, 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 and your biannual progress reports. It became much more personalized. And there were now all of a sudden, you know, two virtual meetups throughout the month. And it gave me an opportunity to know more in detail what was going on in the lives of these people. And it gave each of the artists a chance to learn more about what was going on in the lives of other artists. And all of a sudden there was this really alive community of people that felt like they were unified by this drive to continue to create beauty in the midst of a very scary time. And so before, as a non-operating foundation, it was a lot more kind of just forms and reports. And as a non, as an operating now, we, we create opportunities where we're continually interacting with each artist, finding out what their needs are, um, 
more consistently how their journeys are, are going rather than just waiting for the year end report to learn from and then try to change our systems for the next year. So that there was much more consistent dialogue. And a lot of that came for us too, as we moved into operating, it, it, it shifted from, hey, we're going to give you a grant for this project or for your output. And the priority became, how can we invest in you as a person? And I mean, we've heard it you know, before, people before projects, but to see that really be put into place and seeing the ramifications of that was really profound. Um, one thing that allowed artists to show up and feel like they didn't have to prove anything. They, oh gosh, this isn't based on just output or if I can only rush through creating a song or a, a mural or a, or a piece just so that it fulfills a specific uh, desired outcome. Um, and how can I actually just show up with my full self and continue to ask questions? Some of these projects would take a little bit longer because there wasn't access to production teams or rehearsal spaces. Um, and so staying current with just these are people that are creating these works and how do we uh, meet them where they are? That was a big shift for us and really putting the attention towards the investment into the person themselves out, out of just the project that they were producing and seeing this as a long-term investment into then into their life as a creative. That was the gap that we were noticing is that artists, there are places to go apply for a lot more money and funding than we can give. We give small $2,000 to $5,000 grants for the initial. It's not going to, you know, pay your rent for a year. It's enough to put some gas in your tank and, you know, keep you moving. Um, so there are other places you can go to for if, if funding is your, your most practical need right now. Um, and, but what we kept hearing is beyond the funding. Yeah, that was, that was helpful. But if I'm going to keep doing this, I need, I need support. And, and community was a great byproduct of what we've what we've been putting together it wasn't our intention or our goal to be honest the beginning to create an artist community our intention was to meet individual artists at a very critical juncture in their life and serve them and provide them with a program that would you know uh, bolster their creativity, keep them in the game and hopefully give them some encouragement that they could then, uh, pass on to the next. And out of that, all of a sudden, the byproduct we have, wow, people that really created a community out of it because I think they found connection amongst peers. And that we didn't, yeah, that was the gap that we didn't see in other arts funding organizations around. There's places that you can go and get um, funding or places that you can go and maybe tap into for more practical, uh, you know, teachings and lessons. And that was what was so great about what we could do is because it felt like there were other organizations already doing those great things. And we didn't want to try to reinvent the wheel or felt like we could do it any better because we didn't, we can't, they're already doing a great job and we're, we're small. And so what could we, the, the ultimate question came up, what could we do best with the amount of funding that we have and how can that serve the most amount of people where it didn't feel like we would compromise our intentionality and the personalization of what we were doing? 
And so that became the impetus for creating what we did there, that it felt like there was a gap in the system of, is there a place for artists to show up as themselves and not their work? Is there a place for artists to connect and, um, and be seen and heard and encouraged in when in their long-term life as an artist beyond their short-term, you know, output of their work. And that was what we were really responding to is, okay, let's really, let's see, let's see what happens. Let's try it out. Let's, let's, what if we did um, give artists some space to not have to prove anything or even to, to, to make anything new. A lot of them end up making a lot of new things and some of the best work of their life. But that wasn't the, that's not what we're starting with. Um, and so I, I don't think that answers your question, but that was really the intention behind what we're doing is, is recognizing a gap to serve artists as individuals and not about what they're making or doing. Our podcast with Joey Borgonia of the Speranza Foundation continues in part two. Look for new catalytic podcasts each month. Meet more creative funders. Benji Roo does the audio engineering and mixing. Our website is by Kwok Lee. Our music is by O Future. The catalytic podcast is made possible by grants from two exponent members the 1772 Foundation, and the Blackstone Ranch Institute. I'm your producer and host, Andy Carroll. Thanks for listening. Join us next time.